Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember, you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Welcome back to 88.3 WTs. After further review, we're back at it here with David, the man of God, Harris. Get into some of those winners and losers of the NFL, I guess, offseason? Yeah, the first week of free agency, kind of news here. There have been a lot of big moves, little small moves as we get closer and closer to the draft. But yeah, there, there are some ones that you can see right away. Season's not going to go well, even though the season doesn't start until September. Some teams are already throwing up some red flags as to where they're thinking about in terms of the 2023 NFL season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll start with the winners this time because the losers are a little bit more exciting and fun. Uh, the first winner for me, the Dallas Cowboys. And this is, for those of you that have listened to the show at any point of time, this is addition by subtraction. They cut Ezekiel Elliott, who, ever since he got his payday, what has Ezekiel Elliott been? Well, you're happy, Other though. than inconsistent. You, you're I happy. am, because... Yeah, you're, once yeah, you're hating. You've been hating on Zeke Elliott for a while here, and I know you were happy, David. Well, yeah, because I think Tony Pollard gives you better value. He's, better, he's a better contributor in terms of not only pass catching, but he showed when Ezekiel Elliott was hurt, which happened a lot more after he got paid um, mm-hmm. that he could be a true running back number one and he can really be the focal point of that offense because he's a dual threat whereas Zeke yes he, he occasionally caught the ball out of the backfield but you knew when Zeke Elliott was in the was in the game he was going to be a north-south runner mm-hmm. Tony Pollard can not only do the north-south he can also be essentially a slot wide receiver because he has that ability and the speed. So, yes, addition by subtraction, you bring back Cooper Rush. We all know Dak's probably going to get hurt for at least some point in the season. Um, but, yeah, they're really committed to – and I think it, it's good that they accepted and saw, hey, this guy is not worth all the money that we're getting him. Let's just take our losses – we can get another young running back like a Tony Pollard like we got with him and develop him and can really fit more into that system. So it's not a, we need a big bruising physical back to carry the work short of the offense when, you know. Where does he go? Uh, that is a really good question because with his, not only his injury history, but just because he's going to demand some big money. Kind of what kind of teams would he go to that are in need of a number one back that's physical? Uh, the only like there are a couple teams that I would have thought of before free agency. Kind of in uh, teams made moves. Honestly, before uh, before they made um, 
a, run, a running back acquisition, uh, and we'll get to them in the losers because, mm-hmm. of course, um, you're Bears. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, so those are the losers, so I'll figure out what you know, say more about losing David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. But they really need a our, like running back number one that can be that physical back that can take the majority of the pressure outside, knowing that NFC North is about physicality. Mm-hmm. I can see him going to a team like the Bengals, who are heavy with the running, and they could use a physical running back. I can see him going to a team like Baltimore, where their game is predicated on having a strong running back that can be physical and just hit you over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are places, but it's also, is he going to, is he willing to take less money than he thinks he is worth to be able to fit into a team? Mm-hmm. And I hope it's yes, but with him, you you just never know. So yeah, that was the thing I didn't understand with the Bears getting rid of or letting David Montgomery go. Where where, where are the Bears, in your eyes? Where are the Bears going? Obviously, they're keeping Justin Fields, but it seems like to me in the draft they're going to de- draft defensively, which obviously we knew that was going to happen. But where are they really going? That is a really good question because. At first, I thought I was thinking that they're going to go defense, but then they committed nearly a hundred million dollars to Tremaine Edwards and T.J. Edwards instead of if you're going to go young, if you're going to go you know draft linebacker or front seven, wouldn't you just draft them with a pick? Do you go offensive line in the draft, but then you bring in Nate Davis up front? You obviously you weren't going to go wide receiver with the number nine overall pick, but maybe with some of the second rounders. But then you have DJ Moore that you're bringing in to be the wide receiver number one. So it's kind of like some of their free agent moves are kind of making more questions as to, okay, who are you going to draft? Are you going to go defensive line then? Are you going to go, because kind of as you're 9 10, are you going to try to drop back a little bit more, get some assets, and then go offensive weapon? But then you brought in kind of a, a backup tight end, even though, you know, tight end, kind of Cole Komet, he really wasn't going to be your star weapon with D.J. Moore coming in. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know what to expect for Chicago. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, can Foreman be a number one? Maybe. But, like, I, I mean, are you going to bring in... Travis Homer to be kind of a backup, sure, but yeah, like there's still a lot of questions that I think as we get closer to the draft, we're like, okay, what what are you doing? Because because you need a supporting cast. True, we talked about that all last season. Mm-hmm. So you need to figure out your op- who that supporting cast is going to be. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm kind of confused where they're going, but hey, I know that they're sticking with uh, Justin Fields. They say they're going to try to get some. They got another tight end from Green Bay. Uh, David Montgomery, I was, I was kind of sad to see David Montgomery uh, lose him, though, to D- Detroit. At least if you're going to lose him, don't lose him to a, a division rival. Division rival. Yeah, and, and that's part of why I put him in the loser. It's like, come on. Like, of all the other teams, first of all, he was, he was your offense some games, if we're just mm-hmm. going to be honest. Because when, when throwing was hey, David Montgomery, can you run the ball 30 times for 85 to 95, you know, maybe 125 yards? 
Mm-hmm. Like, he was their offense. And, yeah, now losing him, I mean, I like Khalil Herbert, mm-hmm. but he's got some injury history. What are you going to do with that? Foreman is a little older. You're only giving him one year, $3 million, but kind of you're banking on a lot. So now it's like, do you draft a running back with one of Either the ninth pick or the sixty-second pick. Right. That's a strong possibility now. Yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting things that are happening in Chicago. Yeah, keep going. Sure. Another winner. I would just stick with that. Uh, Six day in the division, the Detroit Lions, because they stole David Montgomery from the Bears. I think that was big because they lost um, Jamal Williams, who I thought. Uh, he was solid as kind of a backup to Swift. Yes, Montgomery's two years younger, but he can also be more of a pass catching back, which I think is going to be good for mm-hmm. that team. Um, also put him there. They brought in Cam Sutton from the Steelers. They needed a cornerback. And that was a key issue. Eh, I, I watched Cam Sutton, obviously. He was going to get his payday. Do I think he's worth the payday? No, nah, not really. That's why we that's why we didn't pay him. Because we were like, yeah, we can probably get someone. I mean, we brought in Patrick Peterson, who's older, but I'd rather have Patrick Peterson than Cam Sun nine times on days out of ten. Um, but yeah, they address key needs, and with the draft pick that they have, I think it's going to help them. Um, both Sun and Mosley from San Francisco. Like, they need a secondary help. That was their big, you know, they're still going to go corner in the first round, but having at least some older guys that can help add in terms of depth, I think is going to be huge for them. Staying uh, in the NFC, San Francisco 49ers, again, another team that is addition by subtraction. You get the headache of Jimmy Garoppolo kind of out of the door. Granted, you bring in Sam Darnold to be a veteran backup, which is and hilarious. Like, you have Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. You know what we need? Another quarterback. Like, let's bring in Sam Darnold, who, I don't know, maybe coming back to California will help him because he went to USC. But, like, so now if do you give Sam Darnold the week one start if Trey Lance is in um, – ready to go week one, but then you have everyone like Brock Purdy just had this ma- magnificent, magical run. Everyone in San Francisco is like, boom, let's play Purdy. Let's play Purdy. But Trey Lance, you drafted him in the top three. He's got to be your starter. So there's a lot of questions at the quarterback position for San Francisco. Um, but I think getting losing Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, will definitely – Help them just alleviate some pressure in that quarterback room. And then also they added to the plethora of defensive needs with Cleveland Farrell um, and bringing in Javon Hargrave from uh, Philadelphia. So San Francisco is, again, going to be defense will win us the Super Bowl. Quarterbacks just don't screw up defense we got. Mm-hmm. No. Um, we'll stay... Uh, one more team in the winner section, the New York Giants, who I think has been the biggest winner so far for me of the opening round of free agency. 
Daniel Jones needed weapons. Whether, I mean, you're going to pay Darren. Uh, yeah, you paid Daniel Jones all this money to be the franchise quarterback. Bringing in Darren Waller from the Raiders. We'll get to the hilarity of Las Vegas in a second. Bringing in Paris Campbell, who can be a more explosive speed wide receiver, kind of in that Kadarius Tony mold. Um, extracting some of the production, bringing back Saquon Barkley. Like this offense, if everyone is healthy, needs to be a playoff team. Like they, they need to have, if not double digit wins, the Giants have to win the division with the signings that they're making. Like anything less than that is failure. But isn't that possible even in the NFC the East playoffs? though? Uh, even even being in the NFC, no, even knowing that Philadelphia is defending conference champ, even knowing Dallas is going to be Dallas and they have the ability to get double-digit wins, even knowing Washington, even though they've taken a step back, is still competitive. I think so. how much money and resources that they've invested into this offense, it, they can't be middle of the road. Like, they... They can't be a ten and six wildcard team. Like, unless Saquon Barkley gets hurt, not going what he doesn't. Unless um, Daniel Jones has some crazy injury, um, they they have to. They're they're making the team as though it's a win now. And do I think that? Overpaid Daniel Jones is going to hurt them in the long run. Yes, that as a million dollars. Daniel Jones is not four years, one hundred sixty million dollars worth contract extension. Like he's he's just not. Um. Yeah, especially with his production last year, mm-hmm. like fifteen touchdowns, five interceptions, is not worth forty million a year because that's worth more than Matthew Stafford and Dak Prescott. Matthew Stafford's won a Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see in New York what the Giants do. Right. Um, Keep going. You know, switching over to the losers. I thought you already did the losers. Uh, no, these were the winners. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, switching over to the losers, the Jets, just because of the Jets. Don't worry. That, no, they, Jets hate here. Right here we go. Yeah. Well, until they sign Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be a loser because. Until we see kind of the social media status, until Aaron Rodgers signs the contract, until he holds up the jersey with the number 12 in it, he's not a New York Jet. And the Jets are putting all of their eggs in. Can we get something done with Green Bay? Because Green Bay doesn't have to deal with the Jets. Like, they don't. They, they, Green Bay still holds the Aaron Rodgers, you know, wild card. So the Jets can make all of these great moves. They can bring in Alan Lazard, who kind of was the quote-unquote number one for a little while in Green Bay. They can bring in defensive weapons. They can get everything ready. But if if you don't have Aaron Rodgers, this team, like you can't say Zach Wilson is a week one starter after this offseason. Like there's just no way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if Aaron Rodgers signs, then the Jets will obviously be a winner because you bring in Aaron Rodgers, who is leaps and bounds better than any of the last 14 
New York Jets starting quarterbacks. But if you don't, then it's turmoil in the in the offensive locker room because you have a team already that doesn't believe Zach Wilson can be an NFL caliber quarterback. We saw that with their comments. We saw that with his play, obviously. And you lose the backup, Mike White, who was the diamond in the rough. Yes, he was a little older, but he became a media darling for being a backup. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the Jets, the Jets are doing what typical Jets do. They're putting all their eggs in one basket. So when it fails, and God forbid it doesn't fail for Jets fans, but if it does, it's going to be hilarious. And they're going to be the laughing stock of the league yet again. Um, I think so. Well, even with getting, it, you know what's eerie, and then we'll, we'll kind of keep wrapping it up. Is that um, Aaron Rodgers going in the same path as Brett Favre? You know, Brett Favre ended ugly in Green Bay, then ended up with the Jets. It's kind of the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. It's just kind of kind of creepy to me. Yeah, and then yeah, just the way yeah the way that it's happening, kind of. It being a multi-year saga about the future for the quarterback, kind of what is his legacy, kind of that word getting thrown around, kind of in Green Bay, knowing with this. Yeah, it's sad, but yeah, it's crazy just to think. Uh, another team that could use a quarterback, uh, Tampa Bay, another loser. Your quarterback room is Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield right now. Like, how the bleep is that supposed to compete in the NFL? Like, if, if this was college football, great. Even, you know, Kyle Trask, Baker Mayfield, they had this success in college. But with the team that was supposedly in win now for the past two seasons because you had Tom Brady, the million dollar, you know, Golden, golden calf. Like now they're like, eh, I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa Bay is picking in the top ten next year, hmm. just because there's so much offensive turmoil. You, yes, you bring in Chase Edmonds, but you lose Leonard Fournette. You lose, um, like you know, the name of the tight end, uh, Cameron Brake. Um, you lose them to, kind of for roster cuts and everything. You're shoring up the defense, but even last year the offense seemed to struggle. So what are you going to do with offensive play callers that are less than a 45-year-old Tom Brady? Um, so yeah, that, that's going to be crazy. Think about for Tampa Bay. Um, mentioned the Bears, again, losing players mm-hmm. to end rival teams and not really, not really knowing what is next. Um, for what they're going to do. And then the last for me, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you, you trade away your best offensive weapon in Darren Waller. You bring in... You, so you By the way, Darren, Darren Waller got married to uh, Kelsey Plum. Yeah, and then trade away to New York, and so mm-hmm. you already ticked off the wife, and it's like, oh, no, all right, so that. Kelsey Plum's not coming coming to any Raiders games anytime soon. Right. Um, but, yeah, just kind of that, that cold-hearted nature. I don't know if that's ownership management of Josh McDaniel side off on that. But, yeah, it, it doesn't look good. And for someone that became kind of a fan favorite uh, for his, you know, 
kind of his story and how he got to the league and some of the demons that he had to wrestle with. Uh, losing Kim and not really replacing Kim, crazy. So that's one thing. You ha- you bring in Devonta Adams basically because you want him to play with Derek Carr because they were in, you know, teammates in top, uh, college. Um, so then Derek Carr leaves, even though I still think it should have been Justin Denner that leaves. And then you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. Like, what, what is, I understand it's because it's McDaniels and when Jimmy Garoppolo was in New England, them working together. But if we're just going to be honest, with Jimmy Garoppolo's injury history, would you rather have Jimmy G or Derek Carr? Because for me, it's a lateral move. Right. In terms of the quarterback position. Because yes, Jimmy Garoppolo can make plays. Yes, he can win games. But in San Francisco, all he was asked to do was not screw up so that the defense can win it for him. Yes, you bring in Jacoby Myers, but you already have a bunch of wide receivers. Um, and J- Jimmy Garoppolo likes to throw, like, in all the PFS statistical stuff, he's a middle-of-the-field guy. Jacoby Myers doesn't line up in the middle of the field. He likes to be on the outside. Usually your tight end is the one that runs up the middle. That's why tight ends are usually quarterback's best friend, because they can just throw it down the middle in the seams. Right, dump passes. And, yeah. All right. Yeah. And, see, some of their decision-making doesn't make sense, and for a team that supposedly is supposed to be making moves to help them get closer to the playoffs, it seems like they're making moves to get them further away. Now, I don't know if with their first-round pick, are they going to go quarterback to kind of get the quarterback to the future and Jimmy Garoppolo is just a stopgap? Or are they going to think about defense? Are they going Because you're not going tight end seventh overall. That's, that's ridiculous even for a Raiders fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so what, what, do, what does Las Vegas do? And I think the way that they've gone through this early part of the free agency period makes people confused as to what are their plans going to be. Are they just looking for this year to be a gap, kind of a gap year, and then they choose 2024 as, boom, we're going to take the next step? But in this league, you can't just you can't think about building block years. You have to be all in because these are people's careers and livelihoods on the line. Right. Um, yeah. All right. So finish it out. Up. Uh, yeah. As we're thinking about the off season, there are a lot more moves left to be made, and a lot of these moves are going to predicate. Um and dictate what happens in the draft. Um, honorable mention to Miami Dolphins, bringing in Jalen Ramsey via trade. They are they're in win now. They're like bleep the next two, three years. This year, next year, Tua Tagovailoa is our quarterback. We're going to go win Super Bowl or bust or break it all up. Um, so it would be interesting to see what happens in South Beach. I completely forgot about the Dolphins and the winners. Um, but yeah, hopefully that as we get closer to the draft and mock drafts are going to get getting shaped, and we get to hear a little bit more from ownership and management about the next stages, except what teams are thinking. That our mock drafts look a little bit more realistic. 
Well, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that was going on that, especially with the Bears trading the picks, and there's still teams that will probably still try to trade their picks, so it kind of skews it up a little bit. This is probably one of the the drafts where, for one, there's not really a a definite franchise-changing player on the offensive or defensive side of the ball, and there's a lot of movement going on for teams to try to gain pieces and really build a team. I think that's pretty much the difference in this year's drive in the last few years. Yeah, and I, and I think this year, and we've seen it kind of trends over the past couple of years, it's either going to be offensive heavy versus defensive heavy, depending on the year. I think this year, outside of the quarterback, most teams, are, I think, are going to be um, taking defense. Mm-hmm. They're going to be trying to figure out defensive line, secondary, because we're in a passing league. And if you can't intercept the ball and get pressure on the quarterback, you're not going to get to the to the Super Bowl, much less win it. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun, fun offseason in the NFL combined with a fun March Madness. A lot of fun happening so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully the Rockets can, um, the Rocket women can get over the hump and have a date with Destiny and the Tennessee Volunteers and well, knock yeah. out that blue blood. And I, mean, I don't know if they'll knock that blue blood out, but they do have an opportunity to knock out Iowa State. And one, and then on the women's side, the MAC teams have a little bit better chance of of winning a game in the actual Big Dance tournament. Any plans this weekend, though, David? Oh, other than watching the Rockets, maybe watch a little bit of World Baseball Classic, just mm. because it's the only baseball that's on. And then, yes, mm. counting down the days until the NFL Draft. Which is in May, right? Yep. Couldn't come soon enough. Yeah, well, trying to, trying to NFL try to keep their name in your mouth, huh? Well, it's either that or keep talking about Justin Fields for the rest of the time, but... Like, that's going to get boring. Yeah, it will be. I, I saw him at a Chicago Bulls game, though, so that was pretty cool. Anyway, David, have a good weekend, man. All right, see you next week. That was David, the man that got here. So you're on 88.3 WGDs after further review. Pretty good show. Coming up next on the radio side, we got Kicking It With Nay on the podcast side. Make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. WGDs after further review with a picture of Frank Bastner and the horse's head. For Frank and David, I'm Derek. We'll be out of here. See ya. When we see it, like I said, always make sure you check us out on our podcast. You can listen to us on your phones or on your laptops or connect your phone to your radio and listen to us. I'm Derek Lawson for Frank and David. Peace. We're out. We'll see you when we see you.